Well, we officially began the Christmas season, and uh, as we do, we want to deck our halls. Amen? Halls. We want to deck our halls, but um, we often do it with a variety of different things other than decorations. I mean, we're going to deck our halls with family gatherings. We're going to deck our halls with food and lots of it. Somebody say amen. Amen. Uh, we're going to deck our halls with football and parades and shopping and rapping. And the list goes on and on. And if you got children or grandchildren, by the way, did I tell you I've got a granddaughter? Somebody say amen. Well, if you've got children or grandchildren, you're going to be decking your halls with pictures of Santa. With, uh, with wish lists. For Christmas morning, you're going to be decking your halls with eager anticipation as the kids grow more and more unrest and uneasy as they see um, Christmas morning coming. But you know, many this year will deck their halls with loneliness. Many people will deck their halls with sadness. They're going to try to celebrate Christmas without family that couldn't make it into town. They're going to try to celebrate Christmas without family members who have perhaps passed on. Others are going to deck their halls with frustration. They may deck their halls with depression as they try to navigate inflation because they can't buy for their family what they want to buy for their family. So let us, we who are so incredibly blessed by God, let us deck our halls with compassion. Compassion for those who might be struggling this Christmas. So let me ask you this question. What do you like to do during the Christmas season? What is your go-to? What do you like to do? Do you like to go shopping on Black Friday? Do you like to avoid Black Friday? Amen. Uh, you know, do you like to avoid all the traffic? Do you like to avoid all the headaches? Do you like to avoid all the people? Do you like to stay home where it's nice and warm and cozy? I mean, what do you like to do? Maybe you're one of those freaks, amen, who likes to get out in the middle of all that that craziness and go shopping and running and, and you're decorating and you're visiting and you're cooking and, and all those wonderful things. Or maybe you just don't like the holiday hustle and bustle at all. But listen to me when I tell you this. To one degree or another, every one of us ought to get into the Christmas season. Amen. You're going to have to find a way to take out the Scrooge and find some way to get into this Christmas season. Because we as believers have been so incredibly blessed by God. People are looking to see how we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. So, during this Christmas, I want you, I want to encourage you to do as the psalmist wrote in Psalm 96. In verse 1, the psalmist wrote, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Let this be a new celebration. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and bless His name. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations and His wonders among the people. See, the birth of Christ was just that. An absolute wonder that God would love us so much 
that he would send his own son to save us from that which we could not save ourselves. So today, I want us to reflect on some ways that we can honor the Lord this Christmas. And the first thing I think we can do to honor God this Christmas is by decking our halls with singing. Now, I don't know about you, uh, but I'm not much of a singer. But uh, I sure do like singing. Amen. I read about one preacher who was preaching revival in California and he got the bulletin and he looked down in the bulletin and he saw a very peculiar announcement in the bulletin and it was perfectly fine except for one missing letter. It was missing the letter G. And here is what that announcement said. It said choir rehearsal this afternoon at 3.30. Everyone who wishes to sin in the choir, come on and practice. <laughs> Missing the letter G. God wants us to sing in the choir, not sin in the choir. But one way that you can make this Christmas so special is to sing praises to the Lord. Now I want to ask you a question. How many of y'all like to sing in the shower? Let me show you, see a show of hands. I figured that. Amen, amen, brother. Amen, amen. Good deal. How many of you like, hey, amen, Ava. How many of y'all like, like to sing in the car? There's a lot more of you. How many of y'all are the greatest singers of all time in the car by yourself? Amen. Hallelujah. You are a great singer. Uh, you know, I was reminded as I was looking at this point, uh, how many of you seen that movie, that Christmas movie, Elf? Amen. <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit. Uh, Elf is trying to encourage one of his friends to sing during the Christmas season. And he said, it's real easy. If you can sing alone, well, you can sing in front of people. And she said, no, it's completely different. And he said, no, just watch. And he said, he stood there and he said, I'm singing. I'm singing in a store. I'm singing. Anybody remember that? Hilarious. Hey, if you can sing by yourself, you can sing in front of people. Praise God. Hallelujah. That is exactly what I believe is going to bring the Lord a great deal of joy as you celebrate the Christmas season. Now, singing may be something brand new to you, but according to that psalm I just shared, maybe that's okay. The Bible says it's okay if that's new to you. Just sing to the Lord a new song, right? If you can sing alone, why, you can sing in front of people too. So I want to encourage you in that. Singing is just a way to praise God. Singing is just a way to say how awesome God has been in your life. I mean, just look at what that preceding psalm says in Psalm 95. It says, oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully. If you can't sing, you can shout joyfully to the Lord, the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully with psalms. I mean, the way I read it, it don't matter whether I sing well or not. The issue is, am I going to sing praises to God or not? So I pray that you're going to choose to sing praises to God during this Christmas season. Now I read where author C.S. Lewis wrote this. He said, I think we love praising what we enjoy, not only because it expresses our enjoyment, but because it completes our enjoyment. You see, I don't tell my wife, Janet, how awesome she is just to give her a compliment. No, 
I describe my happiness with her and it's not complete until I express it. Right? You can tell somebody that you love them all day long. But until you express that love, it's really not love. So I want to encourage you to express your enjoyment with God by praising His name in singing. Praise completes our enjoyment of God. And that certainly applies to Him more than in with humans. The more we praise God, the more delighted we become with God. The more we praise God, the more intimate our relationship can be with God. So I encourage you, friend, to praise the Lord this season. Praise Him in song. Psalm 511, the Bible says, Let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them sing for joy. Sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Y'all, did y'all hear that? I mean... Could it be that the more we sing praises to the Lord, the more He spreads His protection over us? I think so. I think so. I think that's another great reason to sing praises to the Lord. Whether it be here or in your car or in your shower or in your home, it doesn't matter. Just sing praises to the Lord. Psalm chapter 7 verse 17 says, I will give thanks to the Lord because of His righteousness. And I'm going to sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. I mean, think about this, y'all. We are so quick. So quick to heap praise on athletes for their abilities. We are so quick to heap praise on celebrities for their acting talent. We are so quick to heap praise on models for their good looks. But what about God? What about God who is completely righteous, absolutely holy in every way? Does God deserve your praise? I can answer that question for you. You better believe he does. Sing praises to the name of the Lord. I mean, think about this. People are just people, right? But God is our heavenly father. God is our creator. And he's the one that blesses us day in and day out. He's right and he's righteous. And he certainly deserves to have our constant thanks and unending praise. Psalm 13, 6, the Bible says, I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. Friend, has God been good to you? Has God been good to you? You better believe he has. He's been real good to you. If he's been good to you, then I say we ought to sing to God. We ought to sing praises to God and thank him every now and then. Amen. He deserves our thanks. He deserves our praise. Psalm 30 verse 11. The Bible says. You turn my sorrow into dancing. You have removed my mourning. And clothed me with joy. That my heart. Might sing to you. And not be silent. Oh Lord my God. I will thank you forever. Friend, has the Lord ever brought you out of some deep distress? Has the Lord ever brought you out of some dark depression? 
Friend, has the Lord ever lifted your weakened spirit after some great loss in your life? I know that He has. Well, friend, if you've ever felt like that, if you've ever felt like you'd never feel right again, you realize that God somehow brought you through it. Because here you are singing His praises today. He's brought you through it. And if He's done that, then we ought to be singing His praises Let's sing praises to his name. Psalm 33, 1, the Bible says, Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. It is fitting for us to praise God. In fact, I think it's the most fitting thing that we can do. Friend, I want to encourage you to sing praises to the Lord. It's certainly the right thing to do. To sing to a God who deserves our praise. You know, friend, when we all leave this world, and at some point in our at some point we are all going to leave this world, and you're gonna come into God's marvelous presence, and I'm telling you right now, you are gonna be so incredibly humbled when you get there. You're gonna instantly realize when you get into the presence of God that you should have been praising him all your life. That you should have been singing praises to his name all your life. I read where one preacher said early one morning about 5 o'clock. I woke up and I heard singing outside my bedroom door. And he went to the door and he, he walked down the hall. And he heard his 7 year old daughter Elaine singing I'll fly away, oh glory. And it was crystal clear. And it was beautiful. And she was singing her heart out. And he opened the door. And Elaine was asleep. Elaine, even in her sleep, was praising the Lord. Friend, have you ever had a sleeping problem? I think we all have. Well, listen, before you try melatonin or Ambien or any of those other medicines, I want to encourage you to sing, to sing to the Lord and sing praises to his name because there ain't no greater, better place to fall asleep than in the arms of the Lord. Amen. So I want to encourage you in that, whether you're sleeping or whether you're awake, whether you're in a good time or a bad time, whether you're in times of gain or times of loss, whether you're wearing a smile or your heart's broken with sadness, sing praises to God in every single season. He is worthy of your praise. We should deck our halls with singing, but I believe we should also deck our halls with sharing. You want to honor the Lord God this Christmas? Deck your halls with sharing. Countless times throughout the Bible, the Bible encourages believers to share. Let me share a couple of them with you. In Proverbs 22 verse 9, the Bible says a generous man will himself be blessed for he shares his food with the poor. Romans 12 13 says share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Hebrews 13, 16 says, do not forget to do good and to share with those for which those sacrifices God is well pleased. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6 saying, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God 
who richly provides us everything for our enjoyment. He went on to say, command them to do good and to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share, willing to share in this way. They'll be laying up treasure, laying up treasure for the coming age. Have you ever noticed that the more we have, the more we want? That's not just a billionaire phenomenon. I think all of us, the more we have, we want just a little bit more. Amen? Just give me a little bit more. It seems that we're never satisfied with what we have. It seems we're never satisfied with God, what God has given us. But I say, instead of wanting more this year, why don't we share more of what we already have? We've been blessed. We've been blessed in this nation. And I want to encourage you to be one who shares this Christmas season. As Paul said to Timothy, do good this year. Make sure that you're rich in good deeds. Be generous and willing to share. Willing to share. Let's deck the halls with singing. But let's also deck the halls with sharing out of our abundance. And finally today, I want to encourage you. As I've encouraged myself all week. And that is to deck the halls with serving. With serving. Galatians chapter 5. The Bible says. My brothers. We are called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Instead serve one another. Serve one another in love. Indulging the sinful nature. You know what that amounts to? That amounts to being selfish. You want to do what you want to do, when you want to do it. It's yours. You're going to do with it what you please. So friends, let's not, let's not indulge the sinful nature. Let's not just think of only ourselves. Let's not care little for how our actions might affect other people. Let's not make sure that we care little. Let's don't care little about how people feel or how people are responding this year. How they're struggling or how your actions may make them think. We're kind of responsible for how people respond to Jesus because we're the Jesus that they're viewing. And so I want to encourage you, friend, uh, not to live like that. Don't, don't think uh, that there's nothing you can't do for somebody else because we ought to be doing for others, especially this time of the year. Now, Jesus in Matthew chapter 20 said this as he taught his disciples. He said, if you want to become great, you must become a servant. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give His life as a ransom for many. Friend, we are called to be like Jesus. We are called to serve others like Jesus served others. Jesus did not come to be served by other people. He came to serve other people. Now listen, today's message is not intended to make you think that I'm the best singer or that I'm uh, one who shares all the time or that I'm the best servant in the world because listen carefully, I'm not. But as I get older, I have found that my compassion for other people is growing. And I do believe that's a good thing. Our compassion for other people as a church should be growing. I mean, I am convinced 
that one of the biggest reasons why I'm still here is because God wants to use me to bless others. Can I tell you, that's the reason you're still here today? Because God wants to use you to bless other people, to minister to other people, to care for other people, to bless other people. And I think that we can all afford to take just a little bit more time for other people. Especially during this exciting time of year. I mean, we're here to remember others. We're here to serve one another in love any way you can, any time you can. But you've got to admit, in the busyness of this season, we tend to overlook people. Things get kind of crazy. And we tend to overlook people. We forget to serve other people. I pray that we'll make a vow this year. That that ain't happening this year. We are going to serve other people. And we're going to care for others. You see, Christmas is really about two things. Christmas is about the Lord first and foremost. But secondly... Christmas is about other people. Christmas is about other people. We must always give thanks and praise to the Lord because if there's anything you've got, if there's anything good in this world, guess where it came from? It came from Him. But we must also remember people. Think about this. Jesus left heaven for people. Jesus left heaven for us. For people. And many times, we have just got to leave what we're doing. Stop what we're doing. Take a departure from the busyness. And let's serve another person. Serve someone else. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10, the Bible says, Therefore, as we have opportunities, let us do good to all people. All people. But especially the family of believers. Especially our own family here. So this year, friends, I pray that you'll deck your halls. Deck your halls with thankful singing. Deck your halls with generous sharing with the less fortunate. Deck your halls with obedient serving of other people. Now, I mentioned a moment ago that Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to, but to serve. And listen, give my life as a ransom for many. Now, you need to know what a ransom is. You see, Jesus came and gave his life on the cross as a ransom. A payment for you and for I. A payment, a ransom to buy us back. To buy us back from the clutches of sin. To buy us back from the clutches of the devil. To buy us back from the clutches of hell. And do you know? There is really no other way to heaven but to place your faith and your trust in that fact that Jesus came to pay a ransom for you. 
We need to personalize that. Ephesians 2 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. That not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Friend, if you've come to realize, oh my goodness, Jesus paid my ransom. Jesus bought me back. I was going down a one-way road that was leading straight to hell. But Jesus bought me back with his own blood on the cross. If today's your day to come and accept that fact by faith, we want to invite you to do that during this decision song and just ask you to take a step out, a few steps forward. And just let me show you not what Brother Bill says or what some church says, but what the Word of God says about how you can be saved and how you can receive this gift of God. Every one of us need it. We all have the same sin problem. And Jesus paid the ransom for all of us. Let me pray for you. Father God, we do rejoice. And we thank you collectively for the ransom that Jesus paid. Lord, I know where I was headed. I know what challenges beset me. I know that I was struggling. And I know what I deserved. But Jesus paid the ransom. Father, if there is one here who could receive that fact by faith and declare with their voice, I believe that Jesus died for me and that God raised him from the dead, I pray that you would let them know that that is sufficient. If they believe it in their heart and can confess it with their mouth, that is sufficient for them to be saved from the penalty of sin. Father, have your will and your way in this service. Have your way in this decision time. And if there's one, even one, just as you went after the one and left the 99 behind, Father, draw that person to you. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen.